Don't run. Okay, so I have this idea for an invention that I just thought of. Okay, and I, we're gonna make us millions. We're gonna be able to bank roll dueling genre off of this. So you guys only let me know what you think. It's called a ghost glove. You get a glove, weave it with plasmic energy or whatever inside so that a ghost can wear it and that way the ghost can mm-hmm. interact with the regular world because mm-hmm, usually mm-hmm. ghosts can just kind of push stuff mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm. listening so all we need to do is just uh market that and we're making a we're getting all the ghost money because now ghosts can do stuff okay so you don't actually know how to do this i can guarantee you that it will work on all ghosts yeah but, but you don't like, actually know how? That's, yeah, that sounds like an weave, empty guarantee to me. We've ectoplasm into the inside of it. All right, and how are we going to do that? Mm. Just get some ectoplasm and weave it in there. You have some, like, readily available? I, don't ask I have questions about your science, John. Yeah, I was going to, like, you say you guarantee, but that's, like, a very, very empty I do entirely guarantee that every single ghost will be able to use this glove, and if it's not working, then that just means that there's no ghosts around to use it. you got to use a ghost call. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that one. Mm-hmm. Why not? Anyway, Toy Story Minute. Welcome to it. This is a podcast. We talk about Toy Story one minute at a time. My name is John. My name is Jeb. And <laughs> we have Scott. Hello. Still. He has not run away for the hills yet. Not yet. For some reason. <laughs> There's still time this week. <laughs> I was say, it's only Wednesday, so like... <laughs> So this minute, minute 63, it starts with the dolly moving those toys away to reveal just a sad little boy <laughs> sitting in sad his room Andy. all alone. <laughs> and it ends with Ducky jumping over some beams inside of a house construction dodging, thing. Yep. Yeah, he's dodging, ducking, and weaving mm-hmm. like, a, like a duck. Dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Well, Have duck, you guys talked was. about how Andy and... Woody are having weirdly thematically similar arcs in this movie. What if Woody is empathically linked to Andy like E.T. Mm. and Elliot? Quite possibly. Or the other way around. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They have kind of similar thematic arcs because Woody gets jealous of Buzz and tries to murder him, or at least just get rid of him. I, I don't know yeah, if you can actually murder a toy. Yeah. Tries to get rid of him, gets caught, loses all of his friends, and now he's on the verge of, like, losing the only friend he has left, which is Buzz, because Buzz doesn't know that he did bad stuff, or what have you. So now he's like, I gotta get my friends back. And then you have Andy, who had the best toy ever, and then replaces him with the bestest toy ever. <laughs> and completely replaces them. And now has lost both toys. Yeah. And it's just like, I, oh, I man, I had. Yeah. yeah. Like, there, yeah. there's yeah. something about him, like, being like, I had a Buzz and I had a Woody and now I don't have either. Because I didn't appreciate <laughs> one. And it, I don't know. like it's... Except for the, the difference is that Andy doesn't learn anything from this. Because. Yeah. One, he doesn't know what's going on. Unless Crystal Best theory that this is all happening in Andy's head. Yeah, it's true. Right, that's true. But it's not like Andy got greedy, or right. did, like Andy's hubris isn't attacking him. He didn't anger Zeus and right. you know get it attacked, and now he has to roll a boulder up a hill or anything. It's yeah. Andy doesn't. But grow he did. At all in this film. He did stop appreciating his toy, the, and then yeah, yeah yes. then you see in the Toy Story too. You see him playing with Buzz and Woody equally. So yes, it's like right. he. Lost Buzz and Woody and realized how much he missed 
not just Buzz, but also Woody, the Which fact is, that he yeah. was gone. It's it's like it's strange that in Toy Story Three he clearly favors Woody over Buzz. Because huh. it's the one that he's had the longest, you know? Yeah. It's more sentimental. I, I think it reminds him of his dad too. Right. Probably. Exactly. Yeah, so this this is all about Andy sort of like learning to appreciate what he has. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's kind of what his arc is, and in a way, that's also Woody's arc. Yeah, is to learn to like appreciate. You know, mm. it's cool. Just because things change doesn't mean you know you got to be a <laughs> about it. Got to learn to share the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like this movie is about learning not to be selfish, whereas the next movie is about learning that you have to be a little selfish sometimes. You got to balance it. Yeah. yeah. I like how Andy works in this movie because. You know, it's a, it's not much character development, but it's the kind of simple lesson that you teach a six-year-old. Right. Exactly. So it works. Yeah. He's not supposed to develop much because... I mean, he's six. <laughs> <laughs> What's he gonna... He's not gonna learn important life lessons that much. Yeah, he's not gonna go through a full character arc when he isn't even in actual school yet. Well, yeah. and both lessons are stuff for, you know, five-year-olds or whatever, because yeah. you have, you know, learn to appreciate your stuff, kid argument but then you also have the like don't be jealous of the new kid argument right so like and both of those are like super simple childhood lessons that you should be learning so but mm-hmm. they're also Good. both lessons that you kind of relearn throughout life too right. like there are plenty of people you know who have the problem of, of greed or the problem of jealousy or the problem of you know just taking things for granted i mean we're americans right let's be real here like yeah so we're perfect yeah, well, exactly. We don't have any flaws to get through. But if we were like some of those like greedy Canadians or something, or like a European, yeah, yes. like a, a European, then you know we'd be like, yeah, I want to have everything and get government handouts, Obama, and you know just that kind of thing. So yeah. we we don't have to learn those lessons at all. But you know, if we did theoretically, it's still the kind of thing that you keep learning throughout life. I feel like there's a lot of those lessons that like, oh, like be yourself is a simple lesson when you're a kid, but then when you're older, like, oh. Myself is hey, mutable. still be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, you choose who yourself is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like how you can add, unless you're Hitler, to, like, every single moral lesson. Yeah. Be yourself unless you're Hitler. Follow okay. your dreams oh. unless you're Hitler. Fair. A lot of things are unless you're Hitler. Fair. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. Like, I like the, especially, like, the Woody part. Like, it definitely does have, like, an important part in, like, every phase of life. Like, I personally wasn't the oldest in my family, but, like, I've heard, like, stories from, like, oh, when you have movies the and stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's you're like the only child, and then, like, everyone's attention is all on you, and then your parents have another baby, and then you have to learn how to share And then the baby, you try to get rid of the baby, you turn it to the hospital, and then you get caught by, like, a bunch of monkeys in the woods, Rugrats. and there's a wolf. Yes, the Rugrats mm. would be there. Yeah, Good I was job. actually going to bring that up, and then you said that. No, yeah, okay, this isn't yeah. the same important lesson as the Rugrats movie. Yeah. A movie that's equally as important and groundbreaking as Toy Story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Remember when Tommy literally tried to murder his br- little yep. brother? On literally, he, he put a bunch of nanners all over him where there were monkeys around. Yeah. Well, and then he was going to just bash his skull in yeah, with a rock. Yeah, he hit him in the head, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's a very dark movie. That movie honestly. got way darker than I wow. ever anticipated. It. I remember I when I was watching. I remember seeing that in theaters and just being like, "What? What is? What? What is happening? What?" Literally, their dog fights a wolf and almost dies. Yeah, several children almost die. And oh man, it's yeah. an intense film. Yeah. And then in the next movie, a bunch of children like fight grown adults mm-hmm. and like a. 
lady, is the like, next one in murdered. France? Is that what the yeah, next one is? Yeah, Rugrats okay. in Paris. Right, weirdly, Rugrats like, in Paris. French and then and the also Japanese. Yep. And then the Wild Thorn- Thornberries uh, uh, crossover no, movie, no. right? No, that's like the Cars 2 of the Rugrats <laughs> trilogy. Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't talk about it. Why does Spike need to talk? I don't know. Let's just do it. Whatever. Yeah. Mm. We don't care anymore. We've made all grown up at this point. We don't care at all. Yeah, they're all grown up. They're ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's growed up. All grown up. Growed up. We talk about all grown up like at least a couple times so far in this podcast. Yeah. We treat each and every podcast like a mini vacation. (laughs) I want to bring up, I'm sure there are examples in later Pixar films where they stop reining this in, but I really respect the, either the direction or cinematography. I'm not sure which you would call this in uh, computer animation, but the fact that they don't do any impossible shots like they yeah, yeah. really they go through the window shot and it's like you don't go through walls or anything yeah right oh, right yeah. and and then and you I go like that, i was expecting it to go through the window out the window you know and all the way into Sid's yard and it it just goes out the window as if you're like just poking a camera out the window mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's it like they don't do any impossible shots and i really i appreciate that because you know, there are – look, I did Back to the Future Minute and when Zemeckis got his hands on CGI, uh, he went a little nuts with it and <laughs> yeah. and started doing all kinds of impossible shots where you're just like, you can't – you know, his whole argument for that is like, you can literally do anything. And it's like, yeah, but then that's why everything is weird and creepy is because yeah. – You shouldn't literally do anything. Right, can, exactly. But you shouldn't. Right. Uh, Rain it in. You gotta so, learn how to play. It's yeah. another – you can do anything unless you're Hitler. Don't. Then don't just do anything. <laughs> right. Hitler, Hitler misused his CGI. Yeah, because he made Polar Express. Was that Zemeckis? Yeah, that was Zemeckis. Oh, I thought okay, you were yeah. still talking about Hitler, and I was like, that doesn't make <laughs> any sense at all. Tom Hanks. Boom. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Tom Dead Hanks. eyed Tom Hanks. And then that weird Christmas Carol variant? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Christmas Zemeckis Carol. Zemeckis did a lot of weird things. Yeah, Christmas Carol, and then, um... He went, like, the John Hughes route, where it's like, oh, you make a bunch of great great movies, and then you, like, write Baby's Day Out, or whatever. Was that John Hughes? No, that wasn't John Hughes. No. It was uh, some great, like, director or something who did Baby's Day Out, though. I don't remember I'm trying who to remember that. who it was. No, but he also did the fantasy movies, Zemeckis. Um, the fantasy oh, yeah. with, with uh, Angelina Jolie. It was, like, R-rated and motion capture. Hey, uh, guess what, Scott? The screenwriter for Baby's Day Out was John Hughes. Was it no really? Yep. 21% Rotten Tomatoes screenwriter John Hughes. Mm, I guess in a certain way that does make sense. He just got million dollar budget, sixteen million dollar gross. He just Yay. he really got into slapstick kids <laughs> movies. Yeah. It's like it's like when I first saw the the color purple, the most like a super serious movie, and Spielberg still is like, I have to stick all a slapstick scene in here. Because why not? This is why not. I, I can't help but being a little bit, you know, Spielberg-y, which, even though he does amazing, serious movies, I mean, he's doing, you know, movies about the Holocaust, but mm-hmm. he's still like, yeah, I'm still like a family director, though. Yeah, I think he was uncomfortable, because I think that was like, that might have been the first just straight serious movie he did. Oh, yeah, and Color Purple was also the movie to prove that he wasn't just like a monochrome. Right. He didn't just do yeah. adventure movies. And that he could do movies... That weren't just white people, too. Oh, like yeah. Right. It's it, it's incredibly, see, I can do this, too. But, I mean, it's still <laughs> a great movie, you mm-hmm. know, but, yeah. I love Andy's keepsakes of his toys because one is a hat 
that he's presumably had forever, and one is the box that Buzz came in. It's not the box, it's his uh, spaceship. spaceship. Yeah. yeah. Which is I, but still it, broken. But I it mean, is... Buzz not fixed this already. It, but it is the box, and yeah. I think it's just because he can't afford, like, the actual spaceship that you would probably buy, so he just yeah. is continuing to use the box. Because his mom instead bought him, like, a lunchbox and sheets yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Or his quote-unquote friends at his birthday party. <laughs> So, guys, because I'm me, and of course I'm me, and of course I would do this, I have a lot of notes on dominoes, because we get to see some more toys for the first time in a while here, when uh, Woody is planning out his whole mm-hmm. kind of heist movie-esque little like mm-hmm. plan, except for, yeah. It's like, you, you go here. Boom, yeah, yeah. With dominoes <laughs> and scrabble pieces? Yes. Yep. Which is great, because these are such classic toys that aren't, like, capital T toys that would be alive. Yeah. Right. Dominoes, I forget who it was, it was some comedian or podcaster or someone who pointed out that, like, if you have old people and you get them together, what they'll be playing is dominoes. Everyone kind of thinks it's exclusive to them, like, you know, you have the whole thing of, like, two old people playing chess in the park, but, like, you get any community together, like, it's a game for, like, that crosses generational lines and racial lines and kind of things. It's just, like, for Dominoes. everyone. Yeah. Dominoes. That, that's, I was actually just about to bring up, there's an episode, I think it's actually the pilot episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They go down to, I think it's, like, Temple University. Yeah, yeah. And they go, and there's just, like, a big group of, like, black students that are all hanging out. They're like, oh, I wonder what's going on in here. And they're trying to, like, amp it up like it's something, like... Super exciting. Super exciting. And, like, like, stereotypical or something. Stereotypical, like, quote-unquote, black culture something mm-hmm. and they walk over and everyone's just playing dominoes that's the thing dominoes yeah. is what people everyone claims it as their culture kind of yeah but it's everyone yeah everyone plays dominoes it's like it's now reminding of that line where in uh in the office where michael scott's just like yeah everyone likes pizza black people like pizza white people like pizza do black people like pizza <laughs> <laughs> but yeah dominoes is just so universal like dominoes are so incredibly popular just like as a thing Mm -hmm. that they're synonymous with a game that's not even the game you play with dominoes where you knock them over you know yeah like that's that's just completely tangential function of them Mm -hmm. that also like is oh if you knock this one over then that one yeah Yeah. i mean we call it the domino effect but it's not the effect of you know matching the little dots to the next dominoes right which i found out those dots are called pips pips (laughs) yeah the spots and dominoes Hmm. are called pips Interesting. It's really the oldest mention of dominoes is from the Song Dynasty in China from the 1200s, and even that is like mentioning that they're over a hundred years old. So very, very old. They're not as old as piggy banks, but still very right. old. And then they came to Europe in like the 18th century and kind of got you know restructured. I mean, there's a million different games you play with dominoes that are all kind of similar, where it's you know matching things to things. Uh-huh. The largest structure out ever made out of dominoes was twenty five thousand tiles. So imagine that, and that sounds um, really fun. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a great building material. Like I feel like they're the perfect toy for anyone who just like eh, I'll just see what happens when I do this and this right. and this. Like I've built so many structures out of dominoes. They're so fun. And you can knock them down and stuff, and <laughs> in, okay, I found some really weird fun facts about Domino's, too. The city of Titusville in Florida was named because a dude named Titus and a dude named Rice were playing, like, these were their last names, and they were playing a game of Domino's over whether it would be Titusville or Riceville, and obviously Titus won. 
So mm. that's how... Are you serious? Yeah. That, that's why the city of Titusville is named Titusville. Because <laughs> the dude named Titus was like, I won in dominoes. And also, in Berlin, on the 20th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall, they did a giant display of giant dominoes and toppled them down. Because when Good. we think of walls falling down, we think of dominoes. They're in Goldberg machines. They're in everything. Yeah. I love dominoes, and now I really just, like, want to oh. get out some, get some of them bones out and play, like, you know the coolest. Mexican Train or, or one of those a million other domino games. The coolest domino thing I've ever seen, I think, was, did you watch Malcolm in the Middle when that was on the air? Yes. There was an episode where Hal makes, like, the coolest... Meth lab. Oh, yeah. sorry, go on. No, no. <laughs> That was a different episode. The coolest <laughs> domino setup. It, like, literally stretches from, like, their living room oh, yeah, to their Oh, yeah, I remember kitchen. that. Yeah. yeah, and he, like, has his, like, he is about to knock it over. He goes, ooh, I'm gonna go get the video camera. And he goes oh, and closes no. the door, and then it knocks over the first domino. Oh, no. And it's literally, it's one of the coolest things I've ever Whenever seen in I a see, TV like, show. those record-setting things, or people who make dominoes art, like, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking, like, oh, no. Someone's just gonna knock that over, or, like, Stand up and shake the ground, and it's all going to be ruined, and they're going to start all over again. It's terrible. I've seen people do those human dominoes now, too. Oh, yeah. Wait, where people fall over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they they strap strap, uh, mattresses to themselves. Oh, my God! Why would you do that? Because we can. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's why people... No, somebody broke a record. They filled an entire convention center with people. It was, like, sponsored by... um, What's that mattress company? Is it... Casper, Casper mattress. Casper, yeah, they yeah. On every yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was sponsored by Casper. So everyone had a Casper mattress strapped to them, and it just like the first person like just shoved the person behind them, and then, <laughs> and then it just went all it's the so way through an entire convention center filled it's with so people. Funny. Yeah, I like, I like to imagine just waiting for it to start, and you're on a mattress, and you're like. Man, it'd be so easy to ruin this right now. I know. I've been like you're like near the end, yeah. Hour while they set everyone up, and I'm really itching to just bump someone or just like (laughs) fall down and like just feel how soft this mattress is supposed to be. (laughs) You fall down and go. This is so restful now. Uh, Worth it. You ruined the domino. I'm not being mattress crucified now. Just hanging out (laughs) in this stadium. I mean, if you know, I think Casper would be happy if that happened. If somebody was just like ruin the dominoes, but then it was just like, oh, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. That would make me buy a Casper mattress. Like that would sell more more mattresses. Yeah. Representatives for Casper who are listening, you sponsor podcasts. What up? How you doing? (laughs) We just accidentally made a commercial for you, so there you go. True. So Scrabble is also a super fun tile-based game, and <laughs> it was invented. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I'm so immature. It was invented by Alfred Mosher Butts in oh, 1938. You are a mature <laughs> adult, aren't you? Mr. Butts made this game. You're a mature adult. <laughs> and he called it Crisscross Words, which is really clever, and I like that name. But mm-hmm. Scrabble works too. Yeah. I don't know. Scrabble is also like, it's like onomatopoeic. Is that a word? Could you play that in Scrabble without getting challenged? I don't know. I feel like he'd be challenged at bare yeah. minimum. But basically, this guy, Mr. Butts, made this game, and it kind of got passed around, and it was local, and then the president of Macy's... Butts got passed around? Yes, Butts game. It was called the Butts game. The president of Macy's was on a vacation, and he played Scrabble, and when he got back to the store, he was like, oh... 
why don't we sell this? Everyone needs to have this game. It's super fun. And then it blew up and became a hit. And now it's like a huge... Thanks to Macy's. Yeah, it's a huge thing. So Macy's also sponsor us. Make us a float of just us talking about Toy Story in your Thanksgiving parade. Boom. That's all anyone knows about Macy's anymore is that they parade. Pretty much. And they're in malls. They're in every mall. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So there's like... It's super interesting, like, theoretically, but has never been done in an actual tournament play. The highest scoring Scrabble word is sesquioxidizing at 2,044 points. Boom! I love Scrabble. I love all these things. It's so interesting. Like, there's different Scrabble dictionaries, and depending on the language you're playing in, there's different letter distributions and rulings for, for how you score things. It's super interesting. I love it a lot. And my Nana, who didn't start learning English until she was in her 30s, is really good at Scrabble and still can beat me anytime. So it's fun for, like, language learning and all that kind of stuff. I love Scrabble. You can tell. Now I want to play Scrabble. I can tell. Yeah. So that's Scrabble. Scrabble's a thing. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Butts. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm the worst. Speaking of shipping, budding, buddy, there we go, buddy movie, brought it back around to yesterday. What is with legs and ducky? Is there something going on? Did you, like, when he says legs, you're with Ducky, they look at each other weird. What? I mean, it's kind of hard to tell what exactly legs is saying. <laughs> because legs doesn't have a face? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Ducky does give him a look. Him, her. Le mm -hmm. I would assume legs is female. Yeah, that's she's pretty, true. She's pretty gendered. Yeah. But pretty I gendered legs. It's, it's... <laughs> It seems like, I feel like there must have been a history between them or something. Mm -hmm. Either that or they don't get along or something. Yeah. Maybe they no, like I think, I, I think when they were whole toys, whoever owned those legs and whoever owned that body dated. On oh. Uh, and so they have this weird, like, quasi- They kind of feel like something happened, but- Yeah. Just like the thing with, just like the thing with the Morse code. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I ship it, so... No. <laughs> Their parts have history. They have a part of history. Mm -hmm. Jeff, you're very clever. Yeah, I know. I mentioned this, too, before we started recording, but I love the music in this whole sequence. Like, starting from when Woody is planning all the way to, you know, the, when they're in the air vents and all this. Mm -hmm. Randy Newman is putting in some work. Randy mm -hmm. Newman is incredible. There's so many great line reads in this movie, of course, but there's nothing as dramatic and still nonsensical as just... Wind the frog. Like, if I were able to get that reference into everyday life, I would say it constantly. Yeah. But I've never had the opportunity to say wind the frog. No one ever has the opportunity to say wind the frog except for Tom Hanks. So good for him, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like, I can't drop it like I can Hannah O'Hanna or, you know, plus is positive, minus is negative. Anything like that. <laughs> it's, uh, wind that frog. Mm -hmm. Get that frog wound up. I had a lot to say about this, but now I'm done with it. And I don't you know do? what else to say. Yes. I said all the things about dominoes, Jeb. Oh, what yeah. more can there be than talking about dominoes for 20 minutes on a Toy Story podcast? Fair. I don't <sighs> know, Scott, you have anything else for this minute? Generally, I, I, I'm just like looking at these toys and trying to figure them out. The one that I have the most questions about, I think, and maybe you know the name of this, the little bug guy that's driving oh, that, around yeah, the muscle man. Rockmobile. The muscle man is made out of Rocky Gibraltar, the muscle man toy that Andy has. Oh. And uh, it's a bug head on a combat carl body with a little uh, like steering wheel, and it's called Rockmobile because it's like driving around Rocky Gibraltar. It makes the most interesting noises, too. I don't know. What's 
is is that your favorite mutant toy or what would you if you had to i, like, I think so one. because it's i think it's my favorite because it's the weirdest like the <laughs> it moves in so many different ways yeah yeah well and it and i don't know how the wheel controls the body yeah, um, like, what does the steering do yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> So I, I, I like that one because I, I have the most questions about it. And, you know, like the, the baby head on the on the spider, I mean, that's literally just trying to be as horrifying as possible. That's a classic. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It did, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, and then you've got... It's terrifying. Right. And then the, the hand and the, the pop goes the weasel thing. Yeah, um, the yeah. hand in the box, yeah. Yeah, hand in the box is just like, okay, it's it's thing in a box. All right. Fine. I feel like that's an earlier Sid design. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very basic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say my favorite is the Rockmobile Bug Dude and then probably Ducky is my is my second favorite because of something I that happens Ducky. tomorrow. Yeah, uh, oh man, Ducky just I shines this week. Ducky. Yeah, yeah, Ducky is both of our favorites. Yeah, yeah Ducky's man. an all-star. Uh, yeah, hey now, Ducky. <laughs> You're an all-star. I, I, yeah. I love that ducks have webbed feet and Ducky has like a suction cup. <laughs> yeah, he's the plunger. Yeah. yeah. I just, I love his movement too, mm-hmm. how he just like, he hops. Mm-hmm. And that he's just like, it's so basic because he's just a Pez dispenser, you know? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's all he is. Basically. He's a Pez dispenser on a... Yet another Rocky Gibraltar with a plunger. It's right. super great. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's speak in the next minute. Let's let's get to the next minute. So All right. Uh, listeners, until next time. You're my favorite deputies. And you've got several friends in the three of us. Mm-hmm. You have several. Well, what? Yeah, me, you, and, and that, Scott. That's three people. That's several. That's enough for me to be several. Okay. I well, guess. would you say a few? I mean, I feel like. You have exactly three in the three of us. Yeah. Yeah, is that several? Is that enough to be several? No, I think no it's few. It's few. Yeah, I've heard. How many do you need to be several? Like five? Four or more. Yeah. Okay. Four, yeah, it's two is a couple, three is a few, four or more. I several. feel like four can be a few too, though. Can they not cross over? After 12, it's like a bunch. Yeah. 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 Man, so this is our. Then there's a gaggle. This is our groups of people that it. A murder. <laughs> you you've a got murder. a gaggle of friends in us and a bunch <laughs> of other people. Gaggle there we go. Gaggle. That's our album. There you go. Bye bye. You've got a friend in me. 